What do we have here? We better hurry. Those guys really hate tires. So you won't talk, huh? Let some air out of him. And then later they find that they've actually tortured the anthropomorphic computer. But even that scene is all just jokes. Like, what would it be like to torture a computer? And it's legitimately funny, but also disconcerting. You think? So, back to Laura Beth Nielsen one more time. Her field of study is lay perceptions of the law. How do ordinary people come to understand the law? So not just law, like a statute that Congress passes or a Supreme Court decision, but in general, you know, what do you mean by liberty? (laughs) Whose concept of liberty? You know, ordinary people don't say, oh, well, it's a combination of John Stuart Mill and Benjamin Franklin's writings. And they have these sort of lay conceptions, which aren't right or wrong, but they motivate action and they make up what we think of as fair and just and what the appropriate role of the state should be, which is, I mean, that's the whole question of law. This is what she studies. And then one day she's sitting on a couch with her boys at the moment that they are in that critical window of moral development. She watches for the millionth time as Ariel signs the scroll. And Nielsen says, wait a minute. The point of the law is that it's supposed to avoid conflict. It's supposed to embody a sense of what's right, not enshrine an outrageously exploitative deal in which a miner gives up a body part, makes themselves liable for a lifetime of underwater slavery, and needs to be bailed out by an armed posse. Did you intervene? Did you stop the tape and say, look, boys, just (laughs) so we're clear, you didn't? Well, wait a minute, why not? Oh, well, we've talked about it since. I wouldn't okay. stop it right then. They would, <laughs> do you have kids? They would have a meltdown. <laughs> the point is, if you're Laura Beth Nielsen and worry about these sorts of things, Disney films are tricky. How quickly after they watched the movie did you discuss the movie as a, as a problematic narrative with them? Did you wait for yours, or did you... Oh, no. I no. Well, no, I talked to them at an age-appropriate level at various mm-hmm. points in time. I probably said, it, it's too bad that they couldn't work this out another way. I didn't say, that's an unconscionable contract. Don't you remember Botsakis v. Demotsis from law school? You know, I, but I, you know, something like that, and yeah. then... In that moment, you describe what the movie is telling the viewer is that the law is is all-powerful, not even Triton, who later in the movie can transform his own daughter from a mermaid into a human being. That's how powerful... He's basically God. He is God. But can he overturn an immoral contract? Not a chance, right? Not a chance. Remember, at the end of the movie, Ariel and Triton and Prince Eric don't arrest Ursula. They don't initiate some kind of formal proceedings against her. They don't try her in court. They don't make use of the same legal mechanisms that Ursula did. In the internal logic of the film, the reason why Triton can't break the contract is that Triton doesn't control the law. The law is entirely controlled by this mobster, Ursula. And he's outmaneuvered. Yeah. So, you know, the evil people can take 